Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Do you wake up with anxiety? Here's what you can do so you don't live with it all day long. And this can work for any feeling state that's crappy that you wake up with in the morning or that shows up during the day and you think, oh, it's just happening to me. But there's a reason for it. So you want to pay attention to what are the stories that you're telling yourself? Because here's the thing. We're so afraid to feel our feelings that we'll numb, we'll hide, we'll disconnect, we'll go gladiator either on ourselves or go gladiator on other people. But the thing is, and you've heard Dr. Joe Bolte-Taylor say this on the show, feelings last 90 seconds. That's it. 90 seconds. So this thing that we're so afraid of that feels awful, it lasts 90 seconds. I know you're saying, Hey, Corinne, come on. I've been dealing with sadness, shame, or anxiety all day long. My anxiety is so bad that I can't even go to work. I get it. What's happening is feelings come in groups of like waves. So think about the ocean. They come in sets. They're rolling in. They're rolling in. Sometimes they're higher and they're more powerful. And sometimes it's flat. But that's what happens with your thought, your feelings. And it comes from the stories that you tell yourself. So are you constantly going through your brain and going through the stories all over again and over again and over again so that you maintain that feeling state? So here is some of the stories that you could be looping through, like if you were to wake up with anxiety. What if I can't get healthy? What will happen if I don't get the promotion and my colleague does? What if something happens? I need to spend time productively. I'm not sure I'm making progress. Do those feelings feel good? They will typically drive up anxiety. Those are just stories that my clients have told me that created the feelings of anxiety. And here's the thing, whether or not your story is true, your brain's going to reward you. It gives you a dopamine hit. So you think oh, see, this is all true. Like I think this thought, I get a dopamine hit and then I feel this anxiety. It's all right. It's all true. But remember one of the things that I talk about is you have to ask yourself great questions because some of these questions are crappy. Some of them, actually all of them are. What if I can't get healthy? Where do you think your brain's going to go with that? It's going to look into all the reasons why you can't get healthy instead of what can I do to get better? Where am I getting better? Where am I getting healthier? What, what more do I need to do to give to my body, to give to my, uh, yeah, to my body, to my brain, to get healthy? What will happen if I don't get the, my, the promotion and my colleague does? Okay, how do you feel? Do you feel anxious when you think that thought? Instead, what's a different question you can ask yourself? What can I learn from this? What will be fascinating about this new dynamic with my colleague and myself? And just look for the fascinating things instead of the anxiety producing things. The other question is, what if something happens? What, what is it that you're worried is going to happen? 
Is it getting lost? Okay, so what happens if you get lost? Can you get back on track? And I'm thinking if you're driving a car, can you get back on track? Can you figure it out? So instead it's about saying, I can figure it out if I get lost. It's okay. I have to spend my time productively. Is that you being the drill sergeant? What does being productive mean? And sometimes I can make it very unrealistic. That's never unattainable. So really dig into what does that mean? The other one was, I'm not sure I'm making progress. Okay. Then it's about looking at where are you making progress and who are the people you can check in with who are going to give you honest feedback. And that's important too. So looking at where are you making progress, really deciding that, and then checking in with others. So it's normal to wake up with all these stories and the oh crap moments. There's nothing wrong with you. What's important is that you prime your brain. And what I mean by that is, what do you put into your brain first thing when you wake up? My big go-to, that's this constant it's not a struggle, but there's an awareness is I want to get on my phone. What emails came through? Or especially on the weekends, it could be, ooh, social media. And social media and I just have this interesting relationship. But when I do that, I notice that I don't feel good during the day because of the stories I'm telling myself. For some, it could be news and putting in that. The problem with that is that you're not getting the opportunity to declutter your brain. And you really want to do your mindset practice. And my clients are so resistant, especially in the beginning, to doing this. It's like they want to feel better. They want to feel better. And I'm like, the mindset practice, the mindset practice. And then when my clients move through their resistance, sometimes it takes longer than others. And they start to prime their brain in the morning. They notice I sleep better at night. You know, I feel better during the day. I'm more resilient. It doesn't mean that bad stuff doesn't happen. It's not like, oh, you've done your mindset practice and now you've got this air thing around you that nobody can cut through because there's still going to be situations, but they're able to handle it better. And so the first thing you want to do is to declutter. And that's what we just did. An example of decluttering is just going through, boom, here are these thoughts. This is all the crap that's in my head. Holy moly. And some of it's not even stuff you believe. Some of it could be something that your parent told you 50 years ago. It could be something that a colleague said. These are all stories. And it's about checking in to see what's in there, unpacking it, decluttering it. The next step is the awareness of what feelings get created from these stories that you're telling yourselves, from these crappy questions that you're inundating your brain with. And when you can do that, you go, oh, these feelings, this feeling of anxiety is because I'm in a loop. I'm just telling this story over and over again. I'm story fondling. So here's what story fondling is like. Maybe you recognize this from your own brain. What if I can't get healthy? What will happen if I don't get the promotion and my colleague does? What if something happens? I need to spend my time productively. I'm not sure I'm making progress. What if I can't get healthy? What will happen if I don't get the promotion and my colleague does? What if something happens? I need to spend my time productively. I'm not sure I'm making progress. What if something happens? What if I can't get healthy? What will happen if I don't get the promotion and my colleague does? I'm not sure I'm making progress. I need to spend time productively. What if something happens? What if I can't get healthy? What will happen if I don't get the promotion and my colleague does? I'm not sure I'm making progress. Do you notice how you feel right now? I can feel it. These aren't even my stories. These are the things that my clients have told me this week. And I can feel 
tightness in my shoulders. My neck is getting tight. I'm feeling anxiety. And it's an interesting tightness that I'm feeling because there's tension there. It's not, it's not a riveting pain, but there's tension there that I'm carrying and I'm starting to feel a little woozy. (laughs) So here I am with somebody else's thoughts and I'm feeling these feelings when we can create an awareness and go, oh, it's these stories I'm telling myself. And again, these aren't mine, right? These are stories that my clients have told me this week. That's when you realize, oh, okay, what do I want to feel instead? What do I want to feel right now? Or what do I want to feel going into a meeting? I had a client who has a meeting with her CEO and and it's tough and he likes to use a lot of shame and he's not very responsible to energy brings in. And I said, okay, so with him being grumpy, right? What's the emotional state that you want to be in? And she wanted to feel empowered. Okay. But he's going to come in and slam people and tell them they're not doing well and that kind of stuff. So I said, okay, so you need to prime your brain before you go into the meeting. What are the things that you can tell yourself? So instead of reacting to him, you're not. And she started out, she just did this brain dump of, I work hard no matter what. He has to say, I bring value to the company. I do care about the firm. I am invested in the people and the product and what we believe in. I know how to get shit done. I'm a good leader. I know when to say no. And he's doing the best he can with his own limitations. And if you notice, as she started doing it, she, it was kind of like, okay, let me throw some stuff. She didn't really, but then when she got to this belief of I'm invested in the people, the product and what we believe in, it really ignited her. It really gave her that feeling of empowerment. And so instead of thinking, oh, I can't feel good because he's being a jerk in our meetings, she goes, hey, this is what I believe. So I give you that in the sense that she was able to figure out what feeling she wanted to feel and even just write a little note on our computer and say, okay, empowered, right? Or somewhere so somebody else can't see, but you can remind yourself while you're in those sticky situations. And we went through and we confirmed, are these new stories true? And they are. So that's an example. If you're going to story fondle, why not fondle true stories that actually make you feel good? And it's not to say that we never want to feel the bad feelings because the bad feelings are here to tell us something and we want to feel them and move through them to what is the truth. So maybe you don't go from anxiety to empowerment. Maybe you go from anxiety to calm or anxiety to frustration instead. And that's okay because it's, if it's a better feeling state for you, right? So I gave you a couple different scenarios just so that you can see the difference and what the impact is. So even if you wake up with crappy feelings, you can redirect your feeling state by the stories you choose to tell yourself throughout the day and start with priming. You know, like I said earlier, my clients get resistant because they're like, really, it takes too long. I'm like, how long does it take? Oh, about five minutes, 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, but you know, it doesn't take that long. Sit down, write, get it out. And instead of living your lives where you're feeling anger, anxiety, blame, disappointment, embarrassment, fear, frustration, grief, guilt, humiliation, jealousy, judgment, sadness, shame, those negative feeling states where they're occupying so much of your space and so much of your energy. Instead, wouldn't it be great to feel one of these ones? Awe, belonging, calm, compassion, confidence connection, content, 
curiosity, delighted, empowerment, excited, gratitude, generosity, joy, love, playful, worthy. Pick one of those, dial up those feelings and go out and practice this. You are really going to like being able to dial up your feelings, being able to feel your crappy feelings, understand where it's coming from, really question the stories that create those feelings, and then focus on where it is you want to go by dialing up the feeling states that will help you get there. I can't wait to hear how this works for you. Go out and practice dialing your feelings because remember, intellectual knowledge is not going to get you very far. It's when you implement it and take it into your life and practice it and practice it so that one day it's in your bones. It's like you getting in the car and driving. There's not much thought about turning on the engine and driving and making right turns or left turns or where you need to put your feet on the pedal or on the brake. You already have it. It's in your bones. And that's what I want for you, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. I'm smiling big for you. And go to the link in the show notes to get email updates from me because I've got lots of cool stuff that's happening and I want to keep you updated. All right. Until next time, my friend. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so 